The Edinburgh Science Festival can't take place this year, but the team behind it have put together a digital alternative. You can find it at sciencefestival.co.uk. And this morning we spoke to Amanda Tyndall, Creative Director of Edinburgh Science Festival, to find out more about it. Good morning, Amanda. How are you there? Good morning, Phyllis. Good, thank you. Great. And you're you're in your your little car studio, your remote studio there. I am. Yes, I'm sat in my little mini, looking out onto the hills. So there are worse places to be. Um, but yeah, I think it's the first time I've done an interview from the car. So there you go. Great, great. Um, Amanda Tyndall, you're the creative director of the Edinburgh Science Festival, of course, the world's first science festival and still Europe's largest. Um, and Amanda, of course, you, as with everybody else, uh, you've had to put your plans for an actual festival on hold, but you have had an answer. Yes, so we like made that. the decision a few weeks ago um, that we couldn't run the live festival obviously with the world the way it is um, but we'd worked all year to do something to bring science to people across the, the Easter break so we did a rapid about turn and everybody at the organization has thrown all their efforts into putting elements of EdSciFest up online um, so that launched on Saturday we've got an online program of talks um, information, recommendations and a series of live events that will run this week um, just to try and make sure that all of our hard work and that of our partners and speakers didn't go to waste and that people could still get their hands on some science this Easter. Yeah. Great and of course um, your your whole theme this particular festival um, was going to be elements now that's fire earth water air yes. and ether yes is absolutely. that am i saying that correctly what is what so do you mean what we did was um decided we wanted to pick a theme this year that would put the spotlight firmly on some of the challenges and opportunities that face us as individuals societies and the planet including around the climate crisis so we, we chose to take the old theory of the elements, earth, air, fire, water and ether, to shine a light on some of these topics. So for example, under earth, we're looking at biodiversity and food security. Uh, under water, we're looking at celebrating the Scottish Year of Coastal Waters and shining a light on the beauty and fragility of the earth's seas and oceans. Um, so yeah, it's really been a, a lens through which we could we could look at these challenges and opportunities uh, but also it gave us then um, not deliberately but when we then decided to do the work online it gave us a nice neat name um, to take elements of the science festival that would have been live and to present them in an online context. Gosh anybody would think you've been doing <laughs> this for a while now. Um, so the, the ether um, strand to elementary is um, is all about digital and of course you've embraced that because you are now all online and using technology as indeed we all are these days um, to to connect. So what I wanted to to know was um, it, you know what what can people do to take part and also I also I want to know what there is kind of by appointment. I think we've all come to 
um, hinge our lives a little bit on things that we can do by appointment. For instance, I'm doing a pub quiz tonight at 8pm and my whole day is revolving around that um, and that's all being done on Zoom. So, so tell me a little bit how people can delve into science, either adults or indeed with their children, um, and then perhaps we'll do something about the by appointment after that. So, so if somebody was to start this morning with the sciencefestival.co.uk website, um, where do they go and what, what can they see so, there today? Yeah, so if you go to the Science Festival's main website, then there are some sections on there. One is called Elements of Ed SciFest, and it describes the, the sort of digital offer and gives click-through links to each of those main themes that we've discussed, the earth, earth, fire, water. But also, if you use the what's on function on the website, as you would have for live events, you can search on there by theme, by um, format, and by suitability. So for example, you could search for downloadable resources for young people on the theme of healthcare, or yes, or live events by for adults on the theme of X. Now, what we have decided to do, Phyllis, yeah. I know you talked there about this by appointment thing. Um, we've decided to put most of the content up so that it's basically available on demand because we're conscious that there's so much disruption in people's lives um, that for many it's easier to just know that it's there when when they need it but we have um, reached out to all of our speakers that would have been part of the live festival and this week we will be running a series of by appointment events uh, I don't think the timeline's up for those yet. I think that should be coming up today, um, again, available on the website. But we've got the likes of Claudia Hammond, um, who obviously does Radio 4. Um, so she'll be talking about um, sleep, which would have been the topic of her, of her main Science Festival Live presentation. We've got the um, physicist and popular science writer Marcus Chown. We've got Benita Matowska, who is the author of a book called The Sharing Economy, talking about circular economies. And they'll all be doing live events with Q&As through our Facebook Live channel. And as I say, the timetable for that should be coming up today. So we've got a bit of a mixture of the on-demand and the, and the by appointment to try and make it as accessible and relevant to as many people as possible. That's great. Um, it, it's almost easier in some ways for people to um, delve into science and then perhaps you know without having to go to the actual city art center or all the various places you were going to stage everything it's perhaps easier for them to um, to really delve into the science and perhaps even learn more I mean maybe that's one of the side benefits of yeah this. I mean interestingly we had planned this year to do a really small scale pilot of some digital activity that would have been exactly as you say it would have been about increasing the reach and impact of, of our events for audiences that couldn't necessarily make it to a live event but also to provide a deeper learning experience for people that wanted to delve into the, the detail of a, of a topic beyond what we could deliver in an hour and a half long or two hour live event so somewhat ironically this world sort of circumstances have just forced our hands slightly and made us, rather than do a very small scale pilot, throw ourselves much more wholeheartedly into it. So yeah, whilst we didn't choose this this route this time round, I think it's fair to say that having done this 
this year, then future science festivals will have a much greater online component as well as the live events that we deliver when we're, when we're back fighting fit and we're all out at the other side of this. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, one of the things that you have, um, I spotted something about quarantine in amongst your program and uh, the effects of quarantine. And um, well, that's where we all are, it seems, at the present time in lockdown. Um, so there, there really is something, I think, for, for everyone on, uh, on every topic. If uh, just to um, perhaps uh, round up a little bit, the the Science Festival, of course, encompasses a child, child-friendly program for all ages and, of course, for adults. So there really is something for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't there? So one of the things we're doing over the next couple of days is um, looking up and looking to get online all of our teacher resources that would ordinarily accompany our touring education program, which has also had to be cancelled. But those resources, with a little bit of a tweak, will form something um, useful for parents to help trying to homeschool their, their kids. Um, we've also got lots of kind of fun suggestions for things for, for families, as well as the more serious side of things for adults. And, and as you say, science of all sorts, and we just so happen to have a couple of events that we're, we're looking at dealing with disasters, looking at pandemics and we're also trawling our audio archive of the past few years and looking to try and get a whole load of those up online the one i was listening to yesterday was a short introduction to viruses for example so i think there will be oh my goodness I know, so there will be things that um, are very relevant and pertinent to the, the situation where we're all sort of facing as we speak but also science of all sorts for all ages and um, just us trying to do our bit really to try and keep people interested, entertained, and to give them this access to the science that's so central to their lives. Absolutely. Well, well done you. It's uh, it's certainly uh, this, this whole pandemic has uh, caused a whole lot of people to be uh, completely digitally creative and of course one would expect nothing less from Edinburgh Science than you would just simply embrace it so well done you and just to remind people they can go on to sciencefestival.co.uk and troll through there and find something and many things I think that that would interest thanks Phyllis so yeah thank you very much for speaking with us amanda from your uh, your country Absolutely, retreat from my home studio. <laughs> your country home no, thank you thanks for having me <laughs> thank bye you bye. very much bye thank you so much for listening to the edinburgh reporter podcast listen out for more episodes coming soon